Hey Adam, before we get started, let's don't forget to mention our sponsors. Yeah, the guys who helped bring this podcast. We couldn't do it without them. Guess we could, but it makes it a lot easier, you know? <laughs> that's right. Shin Gear, waterfowl equipment that's built better. Made by waterfowlers for waterfowlers. Go get you some Shin Gear. Miss Melissa, Duck Dog Clothing. For all your Duck Dog Clothing needs, podcast gear, check out Melissa, her website at Duck Dog Clothing. Dropbox, go in, buy a t-shirt or hat, supports us. We appreciate it. Don't forget your wet mutt mats and your Kong bumpers. And if you're not Kong, Jim, you're wrong. Soggy Dog Gear, SoggyDogGear.com. Oh, Doug over there at Soggy Dog, he's a dog man. For all your dog training equipment, he's got it there. Go to SoggyDogGear.com. Be sure on your flat collars to use the discount code, the doghouse, to get your discount on your flat collars. G&G Motors, Columbia, Kentucky. See Chaz Giles for all your large, small, new and used tractors. Chaz Giles at G&G Motors, Columbia, Kentucky. Guys, don't forget to check out Tetra, the hearing system that works. Tetra, hear the hunt. Hear the hunt. The Sullivan family has been with us a long time, guys. It's no longer Sullivan Motors. It's Sullivan Kirk Automotive. Sullivan Kirk Outfitters for your lift kits and et cetera, et cetera. Also, new and used vehicles, those guys who have supported us a long time, we'd appreciate it if you support them. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Doghouse Podcast. Come in, join us, Big Jim. What's going on there, AC? How are you, bud? I'm good, my brother. I'm good. I'm a, I'm a hundo down here, and a uh, good day's work in. Um, I, Jim, I got me one of these... These uh, pelletized smoking apparatuses, you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever heard of them? Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Like so, some brand names of, that might, yeah, yeah. I've heard of. So we were training here today, and I, I had some stuff in the fridge, and I told the boys, I said, I said y'all keep rolling here, and I'll be right back. And I come up, throw some throw some ribs and uh, and some chicken thighs on the, on this thing, and went back and trained, and about, we got done about, one o'clock we got back and they was just just getting ready to eat we throwed them off and, <laughs> and chowed down and uh and just waiting on time to feed dogs now so i got you need to get you one of them one of them suckers right there they're good well see i always made fun of the guys that use those like that ain't smoking you know i got one you feed wood into like you know and i was like man i wouldn't buy one of those things and then we got one down there at my dog box and i got the cooking on it Holy crap, that's just way better. <laughs> well, you're, you're an Indian. You do it the real way. Oh, yeah. I'm out there with a stick and a stone trying to start a fire. Am I, you know, I, I'm going to do it the right way. I'm telling you, that, them fellow smokers, I, that, that revolutionized the, the culinary world right there. Anybody can produce some pretty dang good smoked meat. I'm telling you, you go up here and get you a good, them good thick cut pork chops and, and base it and put you some peats on it. God Almighty, I'm here to tell you. What do you What do you like to say, Jim? You got to sit on your hands, keep from clapping. That's when it's good, right there. When you got to sit on your hands, keep clapping at it. You got to. 
<laughs> yes, sir. What up? Uh, what, what we got in store today there, Adam? Man, <clears throat> we got a few things we're going to cover today. Um, but before we get started, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Um, let's go over some stuff that's kind of new for us, Jim. New stuff, man. I'm excited about this, man. It's, a, it's so crazy where this thing is started and where it's coming to and the things we got coming down the pike. And this, this is so cool, man. I, I'm excited about it. Yeah, and, and we couldn't do it without the people that support it and 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 listen to it. But doghousepod dot com, have you seen it, Jim? Oh man, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I'm so impressed. What a fantastic job! New website for our podcast. Mm. It's unbelievable. All of our sponsors are on there. Uh, there's links to both of our kennels. There's uh, and we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have our guy on explain a little better uh, down the road here a little bit. But there's a where you can and send your questions in. They'll get emailed to us. Uh, we're just trying to fast-track this thing and make it more simple and user-friendly. <clears throat> and it's fantastic, man. It, it, I think the last three or four episodes are on there. Uh, so you can open it up and listen right off the website. Uh, doghousepod.com. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And if you guys go over and check it out and um, – it's really, really cool. And it's got, like you said, it's got all the links to our sponsors. So, like Shin Gears, they're dropping something new every day, it seems like. Once a week, click on the website, go over and see what they got going. All of our guys are That's linked right. up right there. So, That's right. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. Very cool. We obviously did not do that. You and I did not. No. No. And, and our guy that done it is, is a great friend of both of us, a guy we've known a long time. And appreciate all his help. This is Jimmy Jackson. Has done a, uh, done a fantastic job getting that. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, and he'll, one day he'll be on with us and kind of give us some more detail on it. Uh, also, our new Facebook page. What about that? Yeah, the Doghouse Podcast with Adam and Jimmy. Yeah. And please go on and give us uh, a like and a follow on there. <clears throat> I like to follow and the share and all that good business. We don't have a ton of content up, but it's coming. And uh, you can also message us on there also. Yeah, you sure can. And 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 one thing that, that we did want to mention is that we have a guest coming up, a fellow by the name of Scott Hart. And there's a, there's an opportunity on the, on the Facebook and the website to go in and submit questions that you would like Scott to address. Uh, we're really looking forward to having him on. He's going to be really cool. Yeah, Scott's got a great story, man. His dad was a full-time pro trainer, field trialer. Scott trained for years in the field trial world. Is now uh, in the hunt test game. Doing a fantastic dog, man. So put your questions in for Scott Harp so we can get them answered for you. Okay, absolutely, 100%. Um, I think we covered all the housekeeping. You know, we of course, we do love it when you guys share the podcast on your Facebook and your Instagram. Tag us so we can share it, man. Give you guys some love. We really appreciate that. Run, do you smell Mallard? Run, do you smell Mallard? Hashtag right there. Hashtag 100% pure. (laughs) 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 Yep. Oh, man. No, no. That's one of those deals, yeah. Right. Right. What we got, Adam? I'm, I'm I'm cruising down the road, headed to another hunt test. Be 
five hundred. That's always exciting. You know, I don't do it as much as I used to. <laughs> you up there in the great white north, ain't you? Oh man, I'm riding right along beside Lake Erie out here on the Ohio Turnpike. Just come through <laughs> where my mommy or Toledo. I'm almost Toledo, fixing <laughs> Indiana. Run a little midweek and then get home so I can get to Tyler Patterson to judge an HRC test this week. Yeah, yeah. What exactly is a turnpike, Jim? I've heard, I've heard that term, and you know, there's a group called the Turnpike Troubadours that sing. Mm-hmm. What is a turnpike? So, every turnpike I've ever been on is a is a toll road. I don't know exactly what the true definition of it is, but this is a toll road. You put you get on it uh, just outside of Cleveland. You pull up to a booth and take a little ticket. Get to the other end of it, you give them that ticket and hand them a wad of cash and they let you get off. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what a turnpike is to me. It's like an interstate, you know. It's I-80 is what it is. It's part of the I-80 interstate system. I know when you go up into New York, the throughway up there, uh, I've been on that. Anywhere up around Chicago, all those toll roads, a lot of them are called turnpikes. So that's what this section of road I'm on now is the Ohio Turnpike. And huh. Just at the Mommy Toledo. How about that, I, I, Jim? You never, never fail to teach me something new a lot. Someday we'll do a podcast on how to make cheese from start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little inside joke there, but uh, there you go. Uh, <clears throat> I'll be sure to get you the box when you're ready to do that one. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk a little dog, little dog hounds. Oh, man, I'm excited about that. What a, we got some questions that come in, and they, we went over them already. Uh haven't thought about them much. We just briefly talked about them. Well, you, uh, we're more of shoot from our hip. We, we're more shoot from our hip, John Wayne type, style, style guys anyway, ain't we, bub? Absolutely. I do, I do best under pressure. Perform <laughs> 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 better. <laughs> Oh, you do better when somebody just bur- put burn you with that shovel set, and is what Bubba Pfeiffer said <laughs> on his collar. He said he needed one, <laughs> needed one through seven, and then click over to his shovel where he could bury one. <laughs> <laughs> they some of them it needed. There's some of them it needed. Yeah, that's exactly right. Absolutely, yeah. but um, here we go. Holding, right, do what, buddy? Question one. Question one. Um, talk about your standards uh, in the holding blind. Your holding blind manners. All right, Jim. You know you're at the hunt test. You have to spend a little bit of time in the holding blind, going up to it. What are your standards there? What do you expect out of your dogs? And then, or, or do you necessarily prepare? You do holding blind drills or whatnot? Is what I think people used to call them. Yes, well, so I'm going to start off by saying we don't spend as much time in the holding blind now as we once did. Yeah. Uh, you know, even at the big events. You know, the first grand I went to was to, to Tuso, Oklahoma, 2012 or 13. Uh, there was a test that we walked behind this levee, and they probably had five or six holding blinds. And you literally was in a holding blind with your dog for better than 30 minutes maybe you know from the time you started and they kept it full as a big test and now even at the grand or the master national it doesn't seem to be that way 
uh, appear, you know, appear as much at all. So, anyway, saying all of that, I do, in training, set my holding line up almost every day uh, and come out of it, just getting the dogs used to it. I think that's important. I'm, I, I would say nine out of ten days I train, I'm putting a holding line up. And then I do not hold a very big standard. I'm just going to be straight honest <laughs> uh, <laughs> about my dogs in a holding line. <coughs> I, I like my dogs relaxed. I, so what I figured out, I train hard and I'm hard on the dogs, meaning mentally hard on them. We're putting hard stuff out there for them. Uh, I hold them to a high standard on everything. So, like, when I'm at a hunt test, and I've had a lot of people comment on it. Like, my dogs will be back there. I'm holding my leash. I just have to let the leash go because they're back there rolling around the ground, scratching their back, or, you know, they're sniffing the ground. And, and I just, when I walk around the edge of that hide and pull that leash off or, you know, take that leash off before I come around, boom, heel. And them dogs fall right into place and go up there. I don't know that that's the right way to do it, but that's that's the way I like to do it. I have seen people who, Set the dog. They won't let them sniff the ground. They hold them on a tight lead. They they step out of the holding blind, call the dog out to them. You know, I'm gonna say for some dogs, especially those high powered dogs, that's probably a good way to do that. You know, them real hard drive dogs. I just don't put that much pressure ever in the holding blinds. I just put them in there and they're just wallowing around, and that, that's the truth. Right. Well, so, today. I, Today, today, Levi put up a holding blind, and <clears throat> I did not get in it one time today, not once. I just got a dog, let it go to the bathroom, and 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 then away I go. Um, <clears throat> he got in it with a few dogs and made them sit back there, which is which is good and all fine and dandy. But um, I did not. Now, <clears throat> I don't practice it. I try to do it some, but not a ton. But I do have a ritual of it. when I I come out at the hunt test, I get I put them in there facing me, and then I'll back off of them and tell them heal, and we don't go to the line until they come in and heal and you know all that stuff. So <clears throat> I got a little bit of ritual, but I don't put a ton of time or ton of effort into it. You know, when they're in there, they're sniffing yeah. the ground, rolling around, jumping up on me, put loving on me, stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I used to be tougher on them, you know, but I, I, I yeah, I did too at one time, and I, you know, Adam, I think uh, train so much and so often, it, you know, it's not as big a deal as it once was. You know, they do it so often that it just becomes routine to them. Right. You know, I, I you know, adding to that, where I have more trouble. Anything, and I think I've told this story out here before too. Uh, I took a whole crew of dogs to a test one time. I'll never be. We had an honor the first series. I'd moved over to the honor, and the dogs run real good. Everything was fine. And when they released me off honor and I stepped to leave, the dogs would just run off because that's what I let them do in training every day. Like, I'm up there in the parking lot trying to run mine down to get them back in the truck. And they're not doing anything bad. They're just doing what they normally do. They're over sniffing other trucks and stuff. I'm like, oh, here, 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 you know, and I'm having to chase them all over the place to get them recalled. So I practice that more. I'll make them heal away from the line and set them. And even if I 
I'm not going to play. You know, I'll just remember, I'll just sit down, pet him on the head, and be like, okay. But, and then I let him play a minute, put him back on the truck. Right. <clears throat> yeah. I agree. I do the same thing. <laughs> and I always I, think about it. And, and, I'll do, ahead, I'll do stuff like I'll make them, like when I get done, I'll make them sit there while I pick the birds up and hang them up or I pick the whatever's laying there that I just kind of threw behind me. Make them sit there and watch me do stuff like that at the line, but, <clears throat> you know, yeah. and then walk off maybe under control. So. Yeah. Well, uh, I, was, I was training with a couple of amateurs, uh, Bruce Smith and Rick Kendrick, who trains with me when I'm up here in Ohio. And they, we were talking about that yesterday, actually, you know, and, and uh, I, for years I've always said a lot of dogs win and lose from the whole line. You know, that it's that control you get from the time you come out and you get up there. It means to a lot of dogs. So there's some dogs I think you need to put more emphasis Who's not getting all the reps in that we would get, it's probably more important to them that it would be us. Right. Yeah. Got you. All right, let's move along. How do, when you when you when you pull up, Jim, and you and you and and you're about to do a set, a set of marks, a set of blinds, a set of something, all right, pulling up the train. How does the wind affect your decisions on what you pick out for that day? I, I never get out of the truck until I pull up the weather and see what the prevailing winds are gonna be. Right. And I always try to set up on, on the correct wind, meaning, you know, I may run across, maybe run a, a wind behind and try not to run with the wind in my face. Now, saying that, where I get to train at, uh, there's a river bluff on one side, and then it goes up to the river bluff on the other side. So we get a lot of swirling winds in there. And every once in a while, I'll start off with the wind in my back and, but then about four dogs, the wind, I have to hold my hat on to keep from blowing my hat off because it's hitting me right in the face. <laughs> like Tyler Patterson said at best, he said if he, at his place, if he switched with the wind, he'd look like a merry-go-round out there. <laughs> he'd run in every direction in a day, you know. So sometimes <clears throat> when you're running a whole string, you're just going to have to face it and, and continue on, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to just break down your set because it may blow that way for a few minutes and then turn and go the other way. We Especially this time of year. So, Oh, yeah. You, it's, it's out of the north in the morning and out of the south in the evening, you know, or by midday or west, northwest. And, and so we always try, I always try to set up, start off in the right way. Some days it work all day and some, a lot of days it doesn't. But I always try to start off with the wind. And, and I try to put marks where the dog can't win the bird. You know, I want the dog to start concentrating on watching the bird instead of his nose so much. So I, I think about that with every bird. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And this time of year, shade dictates what I'm going to do more than than any other factor, I guess. So I'll have somewhere <laughs> to get my dogs tied out in the shade and parked in the shade and, and keep them cool. Yeah. But, you know, every other part of the year, I, I the wind's a big factor, and I like to use that factor a lot, you know, so <clears throat> that – you know, you get to run crosswind, you get to run downwind, you get to run on wind that's angling across you and all that type of stuff. So. That's right. Yeah, those, those crosswind blinds and things like that are, are important. If you don't train for it, they're going to get you down the road. So you got to – I think I think every day and every mark, all of it should definitely be uh, 
be thought about on the wind, you know, on the wind side. I I totally agree. I put a lot of thought into it. If I was out there, if I were you and out there, you know, I don't know who asked the question. I didn't write all that down, but I put a lot of thought into the wind and how it's going to affect yeah. the birds and affect my blinds. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Bud. All right. What we got? Um, Jim, when you're throwing marks, um, do you use hides a lot versus not using hides? You stick your gunners out visible do you what do you what do you like to do man you know when we talked about that earlier i thought about that and i have several highs i went for years and never owned one you know i just threw off the bike or behind the bush out there and uh i don't know how many i have i would say six or eight for sure and uh so what i've got to doing with a lot of stuff and i've learned it from a lot of the people that's been on here is i I like the term somebody used. It might have been J.D. Babs. Uh, I randomize, meaning, you know, I may shoot a flyer down here, and I have my flyer shooter in the white coat uh, with the crate sitting out and the winger sitting right here beside him. And I may have two other marks with uh, hides. Right. Uh, so it, they, they learn it all. And then, you know, when I'm, when I'm slowly running, like at the stage I'm at right now in the master test, I, I would use, you know, one of these master tests like I'm now. That, those dogs need to pick those hides good because that's like our gun. Right. Uh, so, so I try to I try to use them more this time of year than, than, uh, than I would, uh, you know, in the spring or the fall. Right. We're just trying, you know, training versus getting ready for a test would dictate some of that. I, I agree. I I feel like you kind of took the words out of my mouth. I use them. I, I may use them more this time of year getting ready for hunting tests and stuff, but um, I still use them a lot um, other times of the year. But there may be times where if I'm doing a lot of young dogs, <clears throat> say I go, I'm going through and I'm hiding my guns behind them, and, and I get to my young crew, I may tell them, say, all right, guys, move you, you move in front of the holding blind. So you're still getting that oh, holding yeah. blind recognition but the the live man, he's right there in front of it, versus behind it. When I start doing my puppies and yep. stuff, so yeah, um, yep. and the same thing. I, we also, I tell you, as much as the hide, I use stick men too, and I'm sure y'all do too. You know, we I'll put stick men at certain spots also. Right. You know, so, like if we throw, if let's say if we're gonna throw something where one of my guns is gonna move, we may put two stick men out there on a long bird. You know, we're gonna do a big long single. We may leave those stick men up. So Because at the end of the day, a running hunt test, our dogs have got to be able to pick out where they're hiding the guns. Um, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you're going to run the grand, you better get real good at it. <laughs> real Marking good. Real good at it. Marking a, a, a blank tree, you know, tree, tree row down through there that just pops out or, or just a, a brush cover. They better be willing to look right at that thing and see that silent bird come popping out of there. I know it. We've been HRC a little bit because, you know, we're going to start doing a little bit more of that. And, um, boy, I threw one today just out from behind a, a tree that was blown down here during the storm here a few weeks ago. And I'm yeah. telling you, them younger dogs really struggled to, to go get it. We, they, yeah. they didn't step out. They just a bird 
classic hunt test. Bird comes out from behind it. No, no arm motion, no gunner, no nothing. It was something new for a lot of my guys. Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, uh, speaking of that, talking about your guys, that, my guys, I, I got a great group: uh, Roy and, and Jeremy, and, and uh, I got a new young guy now that's throwing some birds. And, and every day they don't know what's coming next. You know, they're like, "Do we need our white coats now?" Not today. Go. <laughs> are we hollering today? Are we blowing a duck call? Are we shooting a gun? Are we not shooting? It's a lot for those guys to keep up with. You know, it's like, you know, and then do we need to step out? Do we need to stay hidden? Are we going to retire? It's gotten pretty complex for the bird boys in this game. Right. So much, especially when you're playing every every aspect of the game, HRC and AKC, there's a lot to keep up with, you know, and they, they learn it, but it, every day it's something different. It's like, not, you know, a lot of times it's something different according to where we're going and what we're doing. Tessie's home right now getting ready for an HRC test. They, they're hiding them guns, you know, and I'll be home next week and we're going we're gonna to blow the duck call and bang, shoot the bangers out there. Yeah. Yeah. Randomize it. I mean, we're, we're trying to do a different, lot of different things here, so, but you know what's, what's coming, so you got to kind of prepare for what's coming. Absolutely. Whether you're going to be yeah. HRCN or AKCN. Or field trial. Okay. But back to the original question, yes, you, you need to learn, the dog needs to learn to mark those hides. I, I totally agree. 100%. All right, Jim, I got one more little thing here before we, okay. before we sign off. How, um, <clears throat> hold on a second here. All right. So you got a young dog that's, that's doing some marking. And say they miss some, they're missing some marks. How do you teach them to put on a good hunt? So the way I do it is my dogs learn early with gun help. But hey, hey. So what I'll do is the dog goes in and hunts. As long as he's hunting in, in a very big area, if he's hunting where that bird could be, nothing happens. If he ever goes to leave that area, hey, hey. And it brings him back in. As long as he comes back in there and starts hunting, leave him alone. And we do that every time the dog leaves the area, a simple hey, hey. And it just keeps them. It doesn't, you know, we're not going to take them to the bird. We're not going to walk over and point at the bird. Hey, hey, here it is. You know, we're picking up, throw it for them again. We're going to let them figure it out. It just keeps them from blowing out. What I call blowing out, meaning the two loops and gone. Just keeps them hanging in there. Just keeps them hanging in there. That's the way I do it. Right, and and we essentially do too. And and I think you can hey hey them till you're blue in the face, but I think a dog's got to pick up birds. It's got to see marks, and I think that improves dramatically over time. With uh, what, what we like to say, oh, yeah. Jim, it just they need birthdays to get better at that stuff. That's right. And well, sometimes too, <clears throat> if, you're, if your dog's not picking them up very good. There's always that old saying, uh, easy to get to but hard to find. Right. But you can also do hard to get to but easy to find. So, you know, you might they may have to bust a little cover, but boom, there's the bird. And Correct. build that confidence a little bit. Don't don't just uh, crush them every day on a set of marks. It's so hard they can't get them done, and, and, and you'll get better results in your marks. Correct. Correct. You know, yeah. so, you know, bird boy help. Um, I, I hardly ever handle when they're hunting for a bird. Um, 
I guess if you're by yourself and they get gone or get deep, you may have to, but if you can get them back in there without it, I like to. Yeah. I, I think the dog's learning to, to, to get help from a bird boy, which I know yours can, mm-hmm. for sure, because you use bird boys. But even the, the quackers on the remote, on the linger releases, if you're using lingers or those thunder launcher things, you know, the dog that understands that, is way easier to train and better than handling. I, I just, I'm with you, man. I, yeah, anyway, you know, the dog just blows out of the area headed to another mark or just, you know, the, the hey, hey ain't working no more. You got to do, you got to do what you got to do. But that's like the last resort is handling that bird he's gone in there and hunted. We really want him to try to figure it out himself. Right. And I'm willing to, I'm willing to wait a pretty good while. Like, as long as he's hunting somewhere where that bird could be. You know, from where it was thrown from, he's about going to get the opportunity to look there. Sometimes it gets irritating when that poor old dog keeps making the exact same track over and over and over again. But that's how they figure it out, by staying in there hunting. And then finally, if he'll break that cycle and look, or look the other way, there's the bird. <clears throat> I totally agree. And, and I, I'll stick by my, by my one assessment there of keep chunking them. Just keep letting them rip. And the dog will get better at it. Oh yeah. Don't yeah, don't let's, don't sweat it that much. Just keep throwing, keep throwing, keep throwing, keep throwing marks, and they'll get better and better and better. It, of course, we train on ducks a lot too. That helps. Right, I, right, I, yeah. I ducks. Well, we throw ducks just about daily. Yes. Yeah. So that makes that makes a big difference too. When it's actually a bird out there, those dogs are going to search a lot harder for that bird than they are a bumper or something rubber. I I totally agree. Yeah. Good good answer, Jim. Deal. Thank that's, thank you, Adam. I appreciate the comment. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all I had, bud. That's all. That's all I got, man. That's good. It's a knock a little one out here. Hope people enjoy it. Maybe a little something that helps some folks out we got some more good stuff coming that one with scott we were talking about and we've got several others so stay tuned they're coming yeah we, we've been we've been trying to put forth a little bit more effort a little bit more <clears throat> uh time into this thing and hopefully we can get out a good product so i think it's going to be just fine absolutely Absolutely, it's my it's my favorite podcast to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, one and Bob Owens, my favorite podcast. <clears throat> yeah, oh Bob's a, oh Bob's a, is a good one. He's a good one. That's always fun too. Bob has a good. going back to the home blind deal. Bob does a a home blind, you know, a, a proper deal there with his home blinds and um, as far as how he puts his dogs in in a routine and whatnot. It's similar to what I do, but his is a little bit more stringent and a little bit more thought out. Believe that or not. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good good deal, man. Uh, That's uh, that's all I've got, Adam. I'm going to roll on down the road and I'll let you get on to feeding and airing them dogs. Absolutely. It's time to feed them here, down here in Alabama. So, we. uh, Wait, 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 Jim, you, I know you can't hear it. We came into a little bit of Jelly Roll there earlier. You ever know who Jelly Roll is? No, no, that one's by me. You come up with you. 
He come up with something I've never heard of. And maybe it's one of those I heard it, I might know. I don't write off. He's kind of a new guy that sings some country-type music. I listened to a podcast with with him uh, uh, him doing a podcast with some guys the other day. It was it was interesting. It was a it was a cool deal yeah. to see where he's come oh. from and all. That's pretty pretty cool to see somebody yeah. like him overcome tons of obstacles to go on and be successful. I just thought it was awesome. But uh, I said all that to say, Jelly Roll is going to take us out, Jim. Adam, till next time, bud. Enjoyed it. Thanks for listening for another episode of the Doghouse Podcast. We hope you'll join us again soon. Thanks, guys.